Why the knife? Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the event that hasn't made me famous, but certainly is an event that I'll probably be remembered for if anyone does remember Auto Amateur long after I'm gone. And that's the event where I took a camping knife to the front of the airbag in my Porsche 997. So uh, let's have a little chat about it, shall we? So welcome back, everybody. And yes, you did hear me correctly. I did take a knife to the front of my airbag in my Porsche 911 997. I can't say I'm proud of it, but it's certainly been an endless source of amusement since it happened about a year ago. And it's a question that I get asked about a lot. It's also a comment that comes up um, many times on the, the social media, you know, websites and forums and it doesn't matter whether it's the 997 enthusiast page on Facebook or whether it's Renlist but if somebody's doing a steering wheel job in a 997 at some point somebody will say hey why don't you check out Auto Amateur and see how he did it and usually the photo that I put up online of the knife stuck in the front of my airbag is is usually the one that gets shared <laughs> it was it was a moment of weakness, it was a moment of frustration, and uh, it's certainly not something that I've repeated, but it has taught me a valuable lesson about patience. But it is definitely one of the things that people associate with my YouTube channel. He's the guy that stabbed the crap out of the front of his airbag. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about what led me up to that point. For anyone who's interested, and in the description of this podcast, I'll also include the link to the, the famous video now, or at least famous as far as my viewership goes, so you can check it out for yourself. So it was about a year ago in the middle of winter when I was in the process of making a number of style changes to my 997 that I owned at the time. I'd made some exterior changes, the front bumper, I put on a GT3 real, rear spoiler. I had made uh, some changes to uh, other parts of the car, new wheels, decals on the door. It was going really well. And I decided, to, you know, it's now time to make some changes to the inside of the car. And the one thing I was never a big fan of with the first generation 997 was the triangular airbag and the triangular steering wheel, which was, I guess, pretty similar to the first and maybe even second generation Cayenne of the time, which also had a kind of weird triangular uh, steering wheel, but even worse with loads of buttons down the side. Anyway, I'd done loads of research. I looked at a number of different steering wheel options, colors, you know, is it going to be a black one? Is it going to be a sand beige one to match the sand beige interior? I really liked the round airbag. I really liked this GTS steering wheel that was originally available in the second generation of the 997. But, you know, it's virtually plug and play. It, you know, it was going to fit just as well in the first gen 997. So the wheel cost me around 1100 plus tax plus shipping. The airbag 
was also going to cost me around a grand. In fact, buying it brand new from Porsche, I think I was looking at about $1,800 before tax and shipping. I found one online through eBay from a seller in uh, Lithuania, I think it was, for about $500 including shipping. So what a bargain. Anyway, the, the point is I was super excited about this job. I had the part, the steering wheel looked great, the airbag looked great, it was the right color. I'd done months of research for this job and I was ready to go. Now, the first thing that went wrong was my wife and children were in the house. They were supposed to have left. They, they should have been out for the day, I think, with a, a friend and a, you know, a kid play group. So I was going to have the whole house and the garage to myself to do this job. And I thought it might take an hour maybe to prep and get the wheel off, half an hour to make sure everything was going to fit, and another half hour to get it on. I also thought it was a great opportunity for making a DIY video. So, you know, expectations are riding really high. I've got the time, I've got the job, I've got the place. Now, when I realized that my wife and kids weren't going out, that was probably the first warning sign that I missed. And I, I should have just thought, you know, I'm going to stop. I'm going to do this another time. But no, I was too excited for the job, so I kept going. Now, I was making a video while I was doing this job, and for the first hour or so, I was just alone in the garage, you know, in the zone, in my happy place, undisturbed, and everything was going well. I had the camera set up, the lighting was perfect, I took the wheel off, got the airbag out first, you know, lined everything up, it was looking great. I was doing really well. Confidence, you know, was sort of riding high. And I guess with confidence and a little bit of pride, <laughs> maybe comes even higher expectations. But at this point, the kids need some attention. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Okay, no problem. I'm going to stop. I'm going to go inside. Played with Luke and Adam for a little while. And then they got involved in uh, coloring and painting with my wife. So I thought, great, I've got another half hour. I'm just going to run out into the garage and uh, keep going. So out in the garage, had the steering wheel lined up, got the steering wheel on, put in the, the bolt that keeps it in place, was just about ready to do the airbag. Daddy, daddy, daddy. Of course, the kids come out into the garage. They want to take a look at what I'm doing. There's parts everywhere. There are tools everywhere. So I don't want them hurting themselves. So once again, I take the kids inside, go and play with them. Another half hour ticks by, another 45 minutes, another hour. So I'm now into this job for what is probably about three or four hours, and I've only spent maybe an hour of that total duration in the garage. So I'm starting to get a bit frustrated and anxious, and of course, none of this is bleeding out into being a dad. I'm just enjoying hanging out with the kids, but the job is on my mind, and I'm behind schedule. And if I don't get it finished by the time the kids go to bed, Instead of editing this video, I was super excited about doing in the evening, which is what I typically do. I film when they nap in the afternoon um, or while they're out on, let's say, a Saturday morning. And then in the evening, I edit the video and publish it. And then Sunday, I get to kick back and you know enjoy responding to any comments that people leave for the videos. So it's kind of breaking my plan. And I'm a little bit OCD, you know, a little bit obsessive. And because I think my schedule was getting played around with, I was starting to get anxious. So I had another couple of opportunities where I went out to the garage to do a little bit of fiddling, line up the airbag or what have you, and then come back in and keep playing with the kids. But instead of, instead of waiting and doing it properly, I thought, 
all I've got to do now is just connect the airbag. So let's just connect it up, put it in, and we'll be done. And then I'll finish the video tonight and I'll still be able to make my video uh, and edit it, you know, and publish it. So I grab the airbag, push it in. It doesn't click the way I thought it was going to click. It kind of clicked and just stuck instead of clicking and going click, click and coming back up a little bit. I turn on the ignition. Honk. The horn is just going off nonstop. If you look at the video, you'll see it was just a shocker. And then, of course, daddy, 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 the kids want to play again. And at this point, the airbag isn't working, or at least the airbag's stuck. I've reconnected the battery. The horn is going off. I can't turn the ignition on. And at this point, my analytical brain is, you know, hungry to figure out this problem. I am desperate to figure out what the problem is. Is it a simple fix? Have I gone and done something, you know, terrible and you know, irreversible? But no, I couldn't focus on the problem. I had to go inside. And so again, another half hour goes by. I run outside. I try and release the airbag. The airbag won't come out. I'm then getting, you know, daddy, daddy again. So I go back inside. Long story short, by the time the kids went to bed and I was back out in the garage, I was so wound up and not angry, just and, and not even frustrated, but just anxious. That's probably the best way to describe it. I was so anxious about finishing the job and doing a good job, but potentially have done some kind of irreparable damage or, or you know, some kind of damage to the wheel or the airbag. And so, you know, my, my nerves are on their edges. I am starting to sweat. I am, you know, I'm, I'm getting physically agitated. Couldn't get the airbag out tried everything I could to get the airbag out. And the more I was pushing through the little mechanism at the base of the steering wheel, there's a little hole and you're supposed to put an Allen key or um, you know, some kind of similar sort of instrument up there to push the release, which then pushes up the four clips that hold the airbag into place. Now, when the airbag isn't stuck, when those clips go up, the springs force it forward just enough for you to get your fingers around it and pull it out. It's a really clever, very sort of straightforward mechanism. But because I'd trapped the airbag and I trapped it by getting the the wiring harness that connects the airbag to the wheel, I hadn't got it flat and flush in the little groove on the inside of the steering wheel. It had somehow just gotten trapped outside of the groove but in between the steering wheel and the airbag. So it, it had gone down, it connected, but there was now absolutely no space and no air really between the airbag and the, and the steering wheel, so it wouldn't pop up. So as much as I was pushing the mechanism and the clips were going up, the springs weren't being allowed to release the airbag because the airbag was stuck. And at this point, it's getting late. I'm instant messaging my friends and the Portion Pancakes crew. They're giving me some like really good advice. They're joking around and you know making fun and you know all in good humor. But I think this is adding to the anxiety. And I get to the point. It's maybe 11:30 at night. I've got my friends coming over for a mods and mayhem party in in the garage the next night. And I really wanted to have this done by the time they came over. I wanted the wheel finished by the time they came over. I didn't want to have to do it with everyone there, of, of course, because I wanted to make a video. And I'm sure there's, you know, there's, there's pride involved and all of that good stuff. So it's late. I'm tired. I'm angry now. It's not coming out. And I'm getting angry because I'm damaging the steering wheel. And I'm potentially damaging the clips and the wiring harness at the back. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, you've got to think of a different approach. You know, pushing the mechanism isn't working. What can we do? And I went round and round. But eventually, 
you know, and obviously this is not the thing I should have done. With the battery disconnected, I decided, well, look, the steering wheel was 1100, the airbag was 400, 500. I'll sacrifice the airbag and I'll take out the airbag and, and I'll just get a new one. But at least I still have the wheel. Well, had I done any research whatsoever in what's inside an airbag, I wouldn't have attempted this. But I got out my knife, I cut the front of the airbag off, which, let me tell you, is quite a job in itself. <laughs> it's like cutting into brick. But I managed to get the front of the airbag off, and then there's the airbag itself. I pull it out, it looks like a parachute. I cut that out, and then in front of me is this steel plate. And there is no way I am cutting through that unless I go and get myself a drill bit that will cut through steel or some other kind of cutting tool that will allow me to cut through steel. Thankfully, at this point, I thought, this looks dangerous. I'm going to Google it. And I looked at the design of the airbag, and it turns out that that's the explosive charge that sets off the airbag and you know pushes all the air into the bag when it detects a crash. So if I'd started playing around with that, potentially that metal plate would have shot out straight into my head. <laughs> but that was it. That was the end of my evening. I had a ruined airbag. The airbag was hanging out of the car. I did get a great photo of the knife in the front of the airbag. I mean, you know, there is there is a silver lining. That's 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 a classy photo. <laughs> that's a, a photo that, you know, people still send to me today being like, hey, is this you? <laughs> there is at least something that came from it. But the very next day at the Modern Mayhem party, one of my friends, Steve, who's an engineer, uh, he pretty much managed to get the airbag out within about five minutes. He said, yeah, here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn the wheel to the left so that we can get better access to the hole on the bottom. He cut a little bit of the steering wheel away and made the hole bigger, essentially. So instead of you know the size of a pea, it was maybe the size of a dime. Uh, maybe a little bit bigger than the size of a dime. But it was, you know, to give him credit, it was it was pretty good. It was a pretty neat hole. And then he was able to get up there. He released it. He managed to force it forward. We got the airbag out. And I've got to say, I was eating humble pie at that point because it took him, literally took him five minutes. And I was at it for five hours, swearing the whole way. <laughs> Hoping my kids never heard that kind of language. So that was it. I'm the man with the knife, the the guy who took a knife to his airbag, and thankfully, second time round, and there's a video about this as well on my YouTube channel, the second installation of the second airbag, or the first installation of the second airbag, it went just fine, and I practiced a few times before I put the wheel back on, and it was all because of the wiring harness, and I think I would do an airbag job again, now I've gone through this, but the wheel I have in my 991 is just perfect. It's fine. And I got the round airbag and everything's hunky-dory. So hopefully I'll never have to do another airbag job ever again. <laughs> but that's what I wanted to cover in this podcast. I am the guy with the knife. And uh, at some point, I'm sure if you're on the forums and someone's talking about a steering wheel, that photo of my knife in the front of the airbag is going to come up at some point. But now you know, you can say you know the story behind the man with the knife and his airbag. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back again with another podcast soon. If you uh, see online at autoamateur.com or if you go to YouTube, put a few polls out that are asking my subscribers for the sort of topics that you want me to cover. 
Coming up soon, I've got a 997 to 991 comparison with my friend Patrick, who has a uh, mid-2000s Carrera 4 Coupe. We're going to put his and his nine, uh, Carrera 4 997 next to my 991 Carrera 2. And we're going to do a full in-depth comparison between the two generations of cars, what we like, what we don't, the changes, the exterior, the interior. I'm really looking forward to that. There'll be a video first, and then there'll be a supporting podcast where the two of us talk a lot more about the uh, the two generations in depth. But thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you in the next one. Take care. Bye.